0: Is Trevor Zegris really that overrated? And why would anyone want to punch any ducks in the face? We'll talk about that on this edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason JD Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for well over a decade. A reminder this podcast is free and available across all platforms, so do check us out on those platforms. Let's get started with this episode and talk about an article that just came out literally this morning. As I planned it, I did plan to talk about the whole tankathon and why the Ducks should not be winning some of these games against lesser opponents. But this article just came out, and it is too juicy to not mention this. So we're going to lead with that. There was an article that came out on The Athletic this morning, and this is the annual anonymous players poll that they normally do, and if you haven't seen this, check it out on The Athletic. If you have a subscription, it's like 2 bucks a month. Um, but it's anonymous NHL player poll for this year. Who's the best player, the most overrated, best goalie, worst road city? I'll tell you right now that John Gibson only got one vote for best goalie. Worst road city, the Ducks got a couple of votes. I mean, that's not even worth mentioning because there are plenty of bad road cities that fans do not want to go to, that players do not want to go to. And I agree with that. I will just say that as far as cities that you don't want to go to, um, well, cities that players do want to go to, Las Vegas and New York got by far the most votes. Vegas, entertainment capital of the world. I get that. Vegas flew. New York, yeah, no surprise there. Anaheim didn't even make the top of that list. So whatever. Although Anaheim was a couple of players' least favorite to play in. By far, the least favorite road city to play in was Winnipeg. The lack of an airport, but aside from that, Winnipeg, just players that play on the road do not want to go there. Aside from the fact that Winnipeg is, you know, good, and no one wants to go there because they're probably going to lose. Oh, by the way, Winnipeg is top in their division. Just want to point that out. But looking at the one that I want to talk about the most, Most overrated player in the league. And this is not even close, by the way. The most overrated player in the league, Trevor Zegras, the quote-unquote trick-shot merchant, is the most overrated player in the league. Okay, let's talk about that. Is it because he was the most talked-about player for the last few seasons? Is it because... He was invited to the All-Star game to do the skills competition, even though he wasn't voted an All-Star. Is it because of the insane plays that he does that gets all the media attention? Is it because he was on the cover of NHL 23? Is it because he had that insane pass to Sonny Milano at Buffalo? Is it because he had the Michigan At Arizona? Is it because he had the Michigan at Montreal? Is it because he had the Michigan against insert blank team here? It's all of those. It's absolutely all of those reasons that I just mentioned. Is why most of the league considers Trevor Zegers to be the most overrated player in the league. They think he's all flash, no substance. Excuse me, no substance? I beg your pardon? Trevor Zegers did lead the team in goals and points last season. Now, I know the Ducks as a whole were terrible last season. I get that. But to say that he's no substance is a massive disservice to Trevor Zegers himself, who tried to will that Ducks team to some kind of relevancy last season. And this season, the numbers are down mainly because he's been injured. Okay, but what about before he was injured? Well, before he was injured, yeah, he wasn't performing up to his standards. And another reason why there was some weird media attention around him is because he was, I don't want to say the word holdout, but that's essentially what it was. Was Trevor Zegers was waiting on that contract, waiting, waiting, waiting. For a couple of weeks, the whole hockey world was wondering, is, is he going to play at all this season? Is he playing preseason? What's going on with the contracts? How much is he getting paid? Oh, he's getting paid. Okay, I see. So he's holding out. Got it. Yeah, him missing all that time does not endear him all that much to the NHL fan base. And it certainly doesn't endear him to his peers by holding out for that long. So for him to have the majority of the votes for most overrated... And by the way, players that were right after him, Darnell Nurse, that's kind of a surprise. Darnell Nurse was very important in that massive, massive playoff game where he played like almost an entire hockey game. Matthew Kachuk is next on that list, followed by Jason Robertson. Jonathan Huberto being fifth on this list, I think is insane. Jonathan Huberto, I think honestly, could be as overrated as anyone in the league right now. Huberto is making an insane amount of money this season and just not producing at all. If you want to talk about overrated, Huberto is right there. Also, Alex Ovechkin up there. He's had a down year. Okay, that I understand. But Trevor Zegers being that high. Geez Louise. I mean, I'll read this... From the article verbatim, quote, he's the lacrosse style goal king, was on the cover of NHL 23, and is popular with the kids. But can he lead a team to the playoffs? (laughs) Maybe he can if there was better talent around him. Also, quote, NHLers still have some doubts about Zegris, And this is what one player said, quote, A lot of hype around him, in terms of some of the cool goals and plays that he's made. I feel like that doesn't translate to an everyday type of player. He was on the cover of the NHL game. There was a lot of hype, I'd say. Another quote. Nothing against the guy. I just think that got hyped a lot instead of the play. Consistently night in, night out on the ice. End quote. Okay, that second one, I could kind of see. Especially for this season, Um, The play has not been consistent from Trevor Zegers at all this season. So that second quote, I can kind of understand a little bit. And yes, there was some comments saying, why are you defending Trevor Zegers? Well, I defended Trevor Zegers because he had a good season last year. This season, hardly at all. And again, I know he's been hurt. But... He did still try to will that team last season. Alright, that's my thoughts on that part of the article. I have a couple more thoughts on the article as a whole, which I will get to on the other side. Now a word from Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but let's talk about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, Pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That's scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if one of my siblings got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. We're also brought to you by FanDuel. And happy Super Bowl Sunday to all those that celebrate courtesy of FanDuel. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch and placing some super bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a win or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers can join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins, just visit fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network, and please gamble responsibly. Okay. Let's dive back into this article here because there's a couple other things that I want to talk about. One of them being who has the most punchable face in the league? What? Yeah, this was actually a question on here that I think is more hilarious than anything. I think it's hilarious that three ducks made this list. Oh, wow. Okay. So three ducks made the list. Awesome. Yeah, they hate the ducks. Now, to be fair the player that player's the player that peers wants to punch the most not even close nick cousins yeah i want to punch him too nick cousins has had his share of not so clean plays in the recent past so i totally understand that i totally get why players want to punch his damn lights out I can't believe Brad Marchand is about half of the votes of Nick Cousins. Brad Marchand used to top this list. Has Marchie gotten soft on us? But looking at the Ducks that did make the list, Trevor Zegres did get multiple votes. He was on that list. Um, Let me tell you who got the same amount of votes as Trevor Zegres. You ready for this list? The same amount of votes as Trevor Ziegris on players the league wants to punch the most: Tom Wilson, Rasmus Anderson, Radko Gudis, Nikita Zadorov, Evander Kane, and David Perron. You know it's weird. When Tom Wilson gets the same amount of votes as Trevor Zegras. It's weird when Radko Gudis has the same amount of votes as Trevor Zegras. It's really weird to see Evander Kane get the same amount of votes as Trevor Zegras. I'm actually most shocked about the Tom Wilson one. Does really really have as punchable of a face... As Tom Wilson? I don't know about that. But the other Ducks player that made the list... Um, can you believe Frank Vitrano made this list? Frank Vitrano! What did he do to anybody? He's just being very Italian and, very, and scoring very Italian goals and leading the Ducks as much as he can and getting hat-tricks. And he's got a punchable face? What, what did he do? He didn't do anything. He wouldn't harm a fly. Okay, maybe he would harm a fly. But you see my point. It's still valid here. I don't think he's that punchable of a face. Come on, players. Come on, man. Ah, But Zgris, I understand. Radko Gudis, I understand. Because Gudis, his nickname is the Butcher. And he does get under a lot of player skins. We've seen that. But Punchable, I don't think so. I'm sorry about that one. I just do not see it. Other lists that I just want to mention very briefly. Um, who's got the best jersey in the league aside from your teams? The Ducks are not anywhere on the top of this list. Not even close. Okay. Okay. Mm. What are the best teams? Chicago Blackhawks, Detroit Red Wings, the Rangers, the Leafs, the Canadians, the Bruins. Okay, so the original six branding is still strong. The Blackhawks have a great jersey, despite what some people say about the Blackhawks. The Red Wings, that one should be top of the list. That one is just a classic, timeless jersey that has gone largely unchanged In the past 70 plus years. Almost 80 plus years now. That I think about it. The Red Wings jersey is perfect. The Rangers. Right up there. That one's great. The Maple Leafs. That's actually a very good jersey. The Canadians should be higher on this list. The Bruins I think have fantastic jerseys. Especially for their centennial. That should be higher. But aside from the original six. The Seattle Kraken. Yeah, no qualms. The Kraken have the best jerseys in the league, in my opinion. But that's coming from me, who is employed by an affiliate. I'm, I'm going to stop right there. All right, that's kind of that list. If you want to read that article in full, you could check it out on The Athletic. Hat tip to all the writers who supported that article. Oh, man, Trevor Ziegris, Man, y'all are haters. Y'all are haters. You know that. Z is doing the best he can, given his situation. He's doing the best he can, despite the injuries. He came back, he scored a few goals. Okay, yeah, that's fine. But Z's doing the best he can. He's trying to score goals any way he can. Is the Michigan the best possible play? I don't know about that, but he's trying to score goals and win games. Okay, y'all are haters. I mean, I partially get it, I partially understand it, but still. All right, we're gonna head into the second intermission and I will give some tankathon thoughts. Stay locked in. Now, a word from Factor. Get started on your resolutions with Factor so you're ready for the new year. Factor's ready to eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie and so much more, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. And when things get hectic, Factor is flexible. Change your order up every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Head to factormeals.com/locked on NHL50 and use code locked on NHL50 to get half off. That's code locked on NHL50 at factormeals.com/locked on NHL50 to get half off at factor Meals. Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks. I don't know why I'm kind of losing my voice here. So we're going to end this very, very soon. Let's talk about the Tankathon really quick. The Ducks have a game tonight against the San Jose Sharks. The Ducks have 36 points. The Sharks have 32. Blackhawks down there with 30. It's imperative that the Ducks... I don't want to say that they should lose out... But this year's draft, in particular, only has maybe three good picks, and that's it. After those top three picks, there's not really a sure thing whatsoever. This is not as deep a draft as last season. I mean, last year, you had an obvious 1-2-3 in bedard Carlson, and Fantilli. That was an obvious top three. And even picks four through ten. Those are all solid, solid draft picks. Very solid. But this year, maybe a solid one through three, and that's it. And even one of those, I mean, what's going to happen with him? Because he's playing in Russia right now. So your top three picks, Macklin Celebrini, Cole Iserman, and Ivan Demidov. Who's playing in Russia right now? So to a lot of writers, there's really only two picks that you can consider sure things in this draft. And that's it. So for the Ducks, I think it's very imperative to try to score one of those top two picks. Let's be completely honest with ourselves, folks. The Ducks are probably not going to make the playoffs. It would take a miracle at this point. For the Ducks to make the playoffs because they are 18 points out of a playoff spot. Both St. Louis and the Los Angeles Kings share with 54 points those wild card spots. And right on their tail, Nashville also has 54 points. The Seattle Kraken have 52 points. That is five teams to leapfrog over. And some of those teams play each other multiple times. So those two points are going to go somewhere. Unless the Ducks go on a run in their last 33 games where they go 24, 5, and 4, for example. Actually, that, that could do it. 24 wins, 48 points. Even that might not do it. They would need at least 90 points realistically to get a playoff spot. So they would have to go on a serious run at the end of the season. So let's just be real here. They're so far down in the standings. They should probably think about those top three picks. They do not want to fall out of the top three. If they do, then we could be looking at another draft where it's what could have been. Last year, we saw that with Connor Bedard. What could have been? And if you're the Ducks, you want to secure at least a bottom two record... That way you could assure yourself at least a top four pick. Fourth isn't actually all that bad. Uh, Right now the mock draft has Artem Leshinov and Sam Dickinson as your possible fourth draft pick. Not too bad. But you want that top three. So Ducks fans, what are you hoping for? Are you hoping for a Ducks win Are you hoping for a Sharks win? Hmm. Are we fully embracing the tank right now? Maybe. I'm going to fully embrace not talking for the next seven hours because there's Firebirds Hockey, three games and four nights. We will be recording over there because Goals Thursday will be coming up later this week. So be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for watching. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, ad-free on Amazon. Also, hit the subscribe button on YouTube if you haven't already. Check it out there. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Drop me a line at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And if you're coming out to Coachella Valley this week, let me know. Just let me know on Twitter. Love to see you guys there. And also, thank you all for your continued support. It is so greatly appreciated. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please remember to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And Ducks fly together.